Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. Welcome, folks. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Dan Edwards, who's a real estate agent in my area. Uh, I've known him for several years, and he's not just your regular real estate agent. He knows his business inside and out. And what I love the most about him is he is an expert marketer. You're going to get a lot of tips out of him today on this episode. He's got a background in sales, business technology. Um, he's become one of the top real estate professionals in the greater Seattle area, and he loves people. So he's great at marketing his business. He's a natural at putting people together. His vision is to ensure the process of buying, selling, investing in real estate makes a positive experience. Who doesn't love that? But we're going to talk about how businesses can market themselves today. Let's get on with the episode. Hello, Dan. How are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm good, Pia. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So Dan Edwards is a realtor with Eastside Real Estate, and he's going to talk about marketing because I heard you love marketing. Like you have fun with marketing, right? Yeah, it is. I have one person um, on my team dedicated to executing my crazy ideas. That's amazing. I need that kind of person. So we we are going to get into a little bit about marketing a house because it's just it, I'm curious about it in this day and age. But most importantly, we're talking to business owners that don't have deep pockets or they don't have a lot of time. So I want to hear from you what you've done that's successful in marketing your real estate company and also maybe some mistakes to avoid. Let's start there. Like, what are some things in the beginning that you did that you're like, oh, Dan? <laughs> okay. So when it, when it comes to marketing, think of it as concentric circles. So there's that center concentric circle, which are people who know you, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then you can kind of expand that to people you've met and maybe even done business with. And then you expand that to people you've just met at a networking event and then expand that to the World Wide Web. Right. And I, I have this drawn on a piece of paper by my managing broker, Brian Levitt. And he said, most agents spend, most businesses spend all this money to market to that outside concentric ring, which is actually costly and it has a low return on investment. So if you actually can spend your time and effort intently on that center concentric circle, the returns are better. So work from the center out. That was the biggest mistake because um, I've spent thousands of dollars on stuff to reach uh, hundreds of thousands of people to see nothing come of it. So if you're going to spend thousands of dollars, spend it on the ones like me, spend it on me. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but spend it, spend it on the ones that make the most sense. 
That is a huge takeaway. And I've been guilty of this myself because we're entrepreneurs and inherently we, we are always after the next thing, right? We're after the next close, the next client and all that stuff. So, but then yeah, when it's, you realize it's about the shiny object of marketing and yeah. there's lots of them out there. Um, yeah. And the bottom line is what you're trying to accomplish, whether it's a small business or an, a solopreneur or um, me even medium sized business and even large businesses is, is uh, mind share. Mm. So when you think of marketing, do you think of Pia Larson and fingerprint marketing, right? When you think of real estate, do you think of the Eastside real estate team, right? That the goal is to own that mind share in as many people as possible. And I would say this too, is that you can't ignore that outside concentric ring. Okay. Right. You can't ignore it, but you need to um, budget appropriately. Okay. So that's the mistake that you did early on. Mm -hmm. What do you do now? So how do you nurture this smaller circle? Well, I think for everybody, it's going to be different. And so I, I think take some time to think about who you like to spend your time with. And I mean mm. that in, in who you like to serve. Um, we've all had uh, clients and customers that were like, thank God that's over, right? Mm -hmm. It just wasn't fun. It didn't feel great. And we've all had the clients that are like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. That was so much fun. I want more like that, right? So think about those people and then find out where they're hanging out, where they're spending their time. Um, go hang out, spend time with them. Uh, mm. grab, uh, here's a great idea is find them, say, listen, I've built an advisory board and I'd like to invite you to my advisory board luncheon. Ooh. Take five of them out to lunch. Take your biggest marketing challenge and ask them to solve it for you. Ooh, that's interesting. Wow. So how, how would that look? I mean, what would you ask them? What's a good example mm. of a marketing? Well, okay. Um, you could ask them. I'm looking to sell more houses to folks like you. Yeah. What was it about the Eastside real estate team that got you excited about working with us? Oh, okay. Also, what could we have done better? Yeah. You know? What would you tell your friends? The, the thing that you're going to get, it, you're going to get some good takeaways mm. and you're building great relationships. And really, that's how you really own that mind share is great relationships. See, a lot of people don't know how you get your business. They just assume it shows up on your doorstep <laughs> and they, because they did, right? So they, they just think, oh, that's cool. Dan's got another client. Look at him. He's doing real mm -hmm. estate. I bet Keller Williams gives them all kinds of potential home buyers and home sellers. They, mm. they don't know that it's actually all our engine of reaching out and sharing and telling stories. That's a whole nother great idea is telling stories. Yeah. Interviewing your clients and, and getting the stories, especially in your industry. There's some great stories of, uh, you know, families coming together when, you know, buying their first house or moving to their dream house or something like that. You've said a couple things like relationship building is huge, right? So mm. it's not just one transaction. You never know who that person is going to refer you to in the future. And again, mindshare. So keeping in touch. So having a list, right? Our list yep. is very important. It's the gold. You know, the, the kind of the ugly underbelly of marketing is that you, if you want to grow to the level that you see exponential success, you got to be organized. You mm -hmm. have to have people and you have to categorize them in your database. So your book of business, Pia, I'll ask you, mm 
Um, where is it located? What, what CRM or client relationship management system do you use? I use Active Campaign mm-hmm. and I have automation. So mm-hmm. I know when to follow up and have categories of what type of clients they are. But I'm in marketing. So that sounds like a lot of work for, you know, someone in a different industry. What would you say to that? Yeah, I say, um, well, yes, it is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, here's a great story. One of my clients before I was in real estate was actually my next door neighbor in a, a business. I ran a business that did computer hardware and software distribution. And there was a uh, group of guys next door that did freezer systems, freezer systems. Mm-hmm. And so we'd have lunch and joke around and talk with them. And, and so I left that business to get into real estate. And um, I added Paul to my database. And back in those days, it wasn't that long ago, but 15, six, 15 years ago, I had an, a newsletter in the mail that went out and it was, you know, envelope. What? Yeah, in the <laughs> mail. It was weird. Um, so that went out every month, like in the mail with a little letter introduction every mail. So about three years into this uh, deal, Paul called, I call Paul up because there's the follow-up. You need to call up yep. and say, you know, hey, Paul, it's Dan. How you doing? Uh, how's the family? How's work? Have you guys done anything fun lately? Because you couldn't look on Facebook all the time and see what everybody else was doing. And some people still don't broadcast everything they're doing on Facebook. So just having that conversation. And he says, hey, Dan, you know, I'm getting these letters. They're nice. When when are they going to stop? And I said, Paul, if they stop, (laughs) I'm out of business. So you'll know I'm not selling real estate anymore. Yeah. And I would say maybe two years after that, we pivoted to uh, MailChimp, online email um, newsletter, which I send two a month. And yeah. more emails come to your inbox than just those two, because I have other things that go as well. Right. But the idea is that mindshare is constant. Now, he bought a condo from me in 2008. Yeah. The newsletter had pivoted online. My phone calls every quarter coming into him just as a hello. We didn't always talk. A couple of years might have gone by without a conversation. And in 2018, he called me up and he said, it's time to sell my Redmond home. We're moving to uh, Gig Harbor. So that was 10 years later, 10 years later. Right. So to those out there that are struggling with, well, I'm just a small business. I can't get organized. Maybe there's somebody that can help you. There might be some, some services out there and Pia, you may be aware of some of them that can help you organize your database, Mm -hmm. but just know if you're not marketing, this is how I tell real estate agents this. So you may be reluctant to call your friends and family and, and ask them if they know of anybody buying, selling or investing in real estate. But if you don't market to them, I will. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. That's awesome. <laughs> so right? if, you're in market, if you're in a business and maybe it's a widget shop or maybe it's a gym or maybe it's um, you know a um, chocolate factory, whatever it is, if you don't market to them, your competition is. So yeah. just if it's just a hello, here's what we did this month, fine. But you've got to own that mind share because that's what marketing is about. It's about that brand recognition. Yeah. And so just as your story denotes, you've, you've got to be consistent, right? Mm-hmm. I have people that come back to me after five years. I didn't know they were reading my emails <laughs> and they say, I'm ready after five years. So consistently sending out, and it doesn't have to be a newsletter. It can be just a, you know, a check-in or anything like that. Well, and in the, in the buy cycle for folks in your business in marketing, 
it's going to change. You know, people are going to go, okay, well, we had a firm that was doing it or we were trying to do it or we, we just got overwhelmed. So you never know where they're at for a home cycle. You know, it's, it's probably every five to seven years. I think it was seven to 10 during the, the downturn. And so if you think of a, um, parabola, the little sine wave, sine wave, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, where they're at in the transaction, where your consumer is at in the transaction varies by when they intersect with your message. So Mm. while those emails are coming in, they might be not even thinking about use a hair salon, right? They just got their haircut yet. They're still getting the coupon for a cut and color. That doesn't mean that's not an effective use of marketing. It just means that they're not ready for a cut and color. So if you were to stop then sending out that ad about your salon services, yeah, now they're going to the next ad that they see at the right time. So that's so true. It's all about timing. You got to be there when they, they need you. Yep. Um, that's amazing. So what are some misconceptions that, that you've seen small businesses have around marketing? What are some of the, the objectives that? Oh, you've yeah. Seen? I think the biggest misconception is that we have all the business we need. I know. Tell me about it. Yeah. I get I get the same thing. It's like, oh, I get all my referrals from word of mouth. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But what so, happens? Yeah. Well, and I think then then uh if you have all the business you can handle, then you haven't scaled your business to handle more business. And that's mm-hmm. that that could be an absolute personal choice. You know, there's yeah. there's some folks that are that are happy with that. I can tell you from from a standpoint of the misconception is that there's going to be something that comes up at some point where you're going to need more business. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't scale the business for you to be in the business, let's just say, for example, because that's the case. A lot of trades I know have all the business they can handle because they are the person that does the work and yep. the marketing. And if they did more marketing, they'd have to do more work. Right? So yeah. Um, so I think that's that's just I, I made a, an effort. Uh, I think it was 2014 where I said, I'm going to go from Dan, the individual real estate agent to the team, to a team concept to where I don't have to be the one that is pulling all the levers of industry to make success. And I think that's just kind of a choice. So, mm-hmm. you know, the conversation I would have with that person is so if you stop working, what happens? That would be my mm-hmm. question. If you were to stop working or stop marketing what happens. And and maybe that that was a question they needed to have mm-hmm. because you don't have to actually have more business but you do want to have sustainable business and marketing is about sustainable business. It's about peaks and valleys. Um, yeah. so yeah. I noticed when you you went to that team model and I was very impressed because whenever I see a team I know that if I can't reach you I can reach someone on your team and it it just feels like I have more uh, you have more um, more power to to do what I need you to do, and it's just more professional. I think. Yeah, you know? and and what we're talking about here, with as far as misconceptions are concerned, are are, are like is marketing everything, and it's not. Operations should definitely be a part of your consideration if you are a small business that wants to grow and or stabilize, because mm-hmm. um, the the valleys will come, and if you're not prepared for it then that's how a lot of small businesses go out of business. Most of you who know me know that I'm a huge bookworm. I'm constantly reading at least 10 books at a time, fiction and nonfiction. And I get 
a lot out of the marketing books that I read. There's so many of them, but one of the top books that I read and gift to my clients are a book called They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. You need to pick up this book if you own a business. It is the formula that we follow for our clients is essentially you you answer the questions that all your prospects have on their mind before they even ask them. So whether that's through blogging or videos or content on your website, um, it's a great read and I think it'll be a game changer for your business. They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. So real estate is, uh, it's a challenging market because it's so crowded and there's so much noise. What are some things that you do for your business that you found that works super, really well? It's a good question. I think from a standpoint of differentiation and how you can be something that that is, I want to say unique, it actually comes from the relationships. So understanding that the process of buying and selling a home is one that is complex, mm-hmm. more than complex, it's filled with emotion, right? So mm-hmm. if you're selling the family home for 20, 30 years, I think there's a lot of memories that come up that it's not just a transaction. I, I think the team concept is a big deal because I cannot be everything to everyone and I can't be everywhere at once. So to make sure that things in a complex transaction don't uh, fall apart, it's important to have other parties that are helping me carry that load. It's, it's leveraging the strengths of each individual for the commonality of the client. Right. Mm. So the caring, the attention to detail, the expertise, the negotiations, all of those things coming together, I think is, is our value proposition is what we offer and a kick-ass managing broker. (laughs) (laughs) You'll pay them later. (laughs) (laughs) So you have uh, a show, a radio show, right? Mm -hmm. And what, tell me what else you're doing to, to market the business. Yeah, so the the radio show is a a dual purpose, and that is, one, focusing on what's happening in real estate on the east side in Seattle, Mm -hmm. on the Seattle's greater east side. That's part of it. The other part of it is showcasing local businesses on the east side. So the whole idea there is to provide um, consumers, people new to the area with great people that can provide them with, uh, you know, anything from chiropractic work to restaurants. Um, Brazilian restaurants uh, to um, we've got a um, fantastic gal, uh, Kathleen, that's a NWK9 coalition, right? So if you need a dog, right? So we sell you a house and the dog. It's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a client of ours. That's awesome. Yeah, so you're kind of you're being a community um, uh, cheerleader and yeah. connecting people that way, which obviously br- builds goodwill and you have that mind share and they, they feel favorable towards you. Um, what are some other things that you're doing? Like, do you do any text messaging? I know you have an email newsletter. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
Yeah, so we have what's called a 36 touch program. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to 36 touch. I'm going to give you the open the kimono here for you. Oh, okay? wow. It says for the love <laughs> of real estate. That's what it says. <laughs> so the 36 touch cam campaign is for the people that we want to, I, I'll put it this way, be in partnership with because honestly, yeah. you're not just going to buy or sell a house. We yeah. want you to be a part of our community and we want to share our community with you. The yeah. uh, 36 touch program. And you, any, any business can implement this. It starts with two emails a month. That's 24 touches right there. Mm. Four phone calls uh, a year for conversations, connections. A holiday card during the holidays. Um, mm -hmm. 4th of July. Um, we have, we always have a, um, actually we pivoted this, this winter. We usually have a thank you, a, a client appreciation party for our um, community. And we'll have uh, beer and pizza at a local brewery and, and just gather and have a good time. This year, we actually sponsored a, a family that was uh, run on to hard times through no fault of their own. We, we partnered mm -hmm. with um, an organization called The Best Christmas Ever. So we actually do that in concert with our, with our people now in the winter. That's what we're going to do in the fall. So that's a, a um, this last year due to COVID, we weren't able to gather. So instead, we did this virtual gathering. And, and so that was cool. And then we, I think we have our, now we have our lunch and learn programs. So where we're trying to um, bring knowledge of local businesses directly to other businesses uh, and then our podcasts. So, I mean, that's way more than 36 touches, but that's the, the touch means a, 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 an outreach to somebody in our community. Yeah. And uh, I think so, uh, most businesses don't realize how many touches you really need to stay top of mind. Right? Yeah. Don't even get me started. I didn't even mention all the stuff we do on social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention all the posts and, and stuff that are yeah. constantly going out there. Yeah. Yeah. So you really do need a team. I mean, whether that's a VA or a marketing person or outsourcing it to an agency, um, it's a lot of work and, but it's important. It's an yes. investment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I know the stuff that, that um, fingerprint marketing has does for clients. And that's right along the lines of if I didn't have somebody in house, I would want to make sure that I had somebody like you that understood all those spots uh, to, to be found because the, the touch program is one, but then you have a funnel, right? So you, you picture your business as a funnel and you want to fill that funnel at the top. That funnel is the, the people on the outside of that concentric circle and you start filling them in. And some people are like, I hate this guy, Dan. I don't want to be a part of his, his network and they pop mm -hmm. out, but we just start keep adding more to the people that kind of like me or think like me or sort yeah. of like me, even don't like you. me, but want to buy a house <laughs> and want my help. <laughs> I don't have to be liked. I can help you. <laughs> yeah. So at the beginning of this COVID uh, thing, we reached out to our list of past clients and, you know, prospects and just asked them how we can help because obviously brick and mortar businesses, other restaurants, you know, people that, that couldn't see people in person, and it was overwhelming how much they were like, yes, we need we need to get messaging out there about about COVID. We need we need your help updating the website and all that. But and I didn't do it to increase business necessarily. I just felt like I needed to, to offer help. Like, what can we do? So just having that mindset of being of service to people, I think, is super important. Um, and you're also in BNI, right? You're in yeah. the business networking group BNI. If you haven't heard of them, they're great. They're an international organization, and just keeping keeping 
physically top of mind too, right? Yeah, I, I, this actually stemmed, BNI and most of my marketing ph philosophy stemmed from that, that idea of reciprocity where mm -hmm. most people that do what they do well, um, you want to help their business succeed. And uh, my grandfather, self-made man, uh, he started by selling, you know, newspapers in the in the late twenties, you know, and grew to owning a truck stop, and and um, basically has obviously been retired for I don't know forty better part of forty years. And he was he was always saying, "Hey, yeah, that bread truck over there, that's a great deal." He was always looking at entrepreneurism, and so I really enjoyed his perspective. And I always see things that way, like, "Hmm, what can you take something that you're passionate about and turn it into bread for your family?" On it, honestly. So, yeah. so when I looked at growing my network or people that would know who Dan is from a real estate perspective, I started with local businesses because yeah. that's that gets me excited. I can get in. I can talk with you all day Pia, about marketing and businesses and how to grow. Well, I got I, nowhere I to go. No, <laughs> I don't have an MBA. I don't, I know, but I know people who have one. So I could ask them yeah. a question. The MBA. But you obviously has, have a passion, which is what yeah. entrepreneurs have, right? Yeah. They have that passion. Um, yeah. But they also have to be really good at what they do. You know, you can market the heck out of your business, but if you don't have anything to follow, follow that up, right? So it's important that you're, you said working on the operations and your processes and your team um, and all that. What would you say to someone just entering the real estate market? Like they're brand new. Run um, away. <laughs> just kidding. Run fast, run fast. <laughs> yeah, I would say treat it like a job. Okay. Force yourself into a schedule. Oh, that's good. 95% of the people I teach classes to agents that are starting in the business. And I always like to go around the room and say, Hey, why'd you get in the business? Why'd you get, tell me what you, and every single one of them says flexible hours, unlimited income. <laughs> True story. Flexible. I, I, it, it is 90%, right? What yeah. they don't understand about flexible hours is means which four of the four hours of the day do you get to sleep? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And freedom the, comes with a cost, doesn't the it? Unlimited income can go the other direction too. Yep. And they, they do that because what they don't realize is the, the strength of the opportunity is also the weakness, just like for all of us. Like, uh, so, some say that again. Are, I like, I like that. The strength of the, the opportunity is also the weakness. Yeah. The strength of the opportunity is also the weakness. There are people out there, I'm not one of them, who are gregarious people. Like they're in your face, you know, super gregarious. That helps them in sales positions, but it also puts them off in social situations, right? So yeah. it's it, we all have these strengths in our lives. Um, some people are able to just immensely focus on something, but they're also antisocial, right? So it's it's not, and I would say it's they're not strengths or weaknesses. They are your attributes, Right. Mm. So it, from a I business like standpoint, the opportunity with entrepreneurism and in real estate is that unlimited income. So you better be prepared for the, the converse. And in order to prepare for that, you can't do anything about your outcomes, especially if you're new. You walk into a listing presentation and you say, I want to sell your $2 million house. And the guy goes, you've got no experience. Get out of my house. Well, you can't <laughs> control that. Yeah. But you can certainly control your approach before you get there. So the next time you show up, I want to sell your $2 million house. And here's the skill set that I have to do that. And they say, you haven't sold any $2 million house. And you say, I know, but I have several people behind me that I can go to that have, right? So they've learned to rely, understand their weakness 
and rely mm-hmm. on that. So, so if you're new in the business, two things, I'm looking for new people to join our team. Oh, perfect. So I'd be happy to take you under the wing and, and teach you this and then fricking make a schedule and stick to it. Yeah. So many people, they make that schedule and they're like, oh, today I, I called five people and talked to one and I got an opportunity for a listing. And so I'm going to stop calling people versus, yeah. oh no, I was supposed to call people all the way until four o'clock today. Yeah. Live by your calendar. What does your calendar look like? Well, you saw it when you tried to book me, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's on my calendar. So today, let's see, what's today? Today I had a meeting at nine o'clock with my team. And then from nine until 1030 had uh, new features training on our technology. And then I had an interview with a new agent on our team and then here now. And then after this, I have my follow-up calls and then client updates. And then I have new lead generation at three o'clock and happy hour at four. Wow. Where's happy hour? I'll join you. <laughs> I don't know. It's just on my calendar. That's oh, so it doesn't funny. say where. I don't know. Well, I guess it's well, a surprise. The thing, <laughs> well, the thing I like about that is you're actually not just appointments with people, right? You're making appointments with yourself to yeah. do follow-up calls and everything. Yeah. And it's such, you know, people think, oh, I'll do it when I have time. You're never going to have time. Well, the trick, Pia, too, to that is honor it. Honor that yeah. appointment. If it's on your calendar to to do client follow-up, do the client follow-up. Yeah. So, And I think too, I mean, we're all, we're all social creatures. So it helps to have people surrounding you to do that. And I've, I got to tell you, I've seen so many agents come into this business with a lot of excitement and enthusiasm and ideas and, um, and they just don't do the hard work to, Mm -hmm. to last. And I got to tell you, there's, like you said earlier, there's a lot of real estate agents. I mean, I could walk out of my house, throw a rock and hit three. And so the competition <laughs> <do> is, <laughs> I, won't. I won't, I won't, I mean, there's a few I might want to like kick the mirrors <laughs> off their cars, but I won't mention their names. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I not violent at all, but, but the truth is there is a lot of competition. So you have to be on your A game just to get a listing or just to get the opportunity. So if you're thinking about getting in the business, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to coach anybody joining my team on how to be successful and accountable. We would like to add three agents this year. To wow. The team. So that would make how many? That would double our team. Well, four, actually over, not over double our team because we've got four right now. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. So if you guys are listening and interested in uh, real estate, talk to Dan. And Dan, where can people find you and and get a hold of you? Yeah. um, So you can go to the eastsiderealestateteam.com and all our information is there. You can call me at 425-200-4093 or find us on Facebook, the eastsiderealestateteam.com or eastsiderealestateteam. I dare you to not be able to find me. (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) Yeah. And what I know about Dan is I've known him for several years and he's just willing and able to help any and everyone. Like he's, he's full of great advice and he does, he, he walks the talk. So Dan, thank you for joining me. This has been great. And yeah, uh, my free giveaway. Oh, yeah. And if, free, if anyone's interested in having lunch with Dan to kind of pick his brain, he is offering one hour lunch, sit down, one on one. So go ahead and email him and he'll pick a winner. Yeah. Lunch is on me. Yeah. Dan, Dan.edwards at kw.com. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Pia. 
guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing. This helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them. And by the way, you can also email me because I'd love to hear from you. Email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback, questions, a topic, anything that you want to chat about. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.